fled around, they were a danger to the town, his town. He had been here long enough now to put down some roots, something that the man known throughout the West as the Drifter had thought would never happen again. Anybody who threatened the people of Buckskin would damn well get what was coming to them, at least as long as Frank Morgan was the marshal. The deadly volley from Frank's Winchester tore through the fleeing outlaws. They plunged from their saddles and thudded to the dirt of the street. The man he had wounded in the shoulder was in the lead. He made it all the way to the edge of town before loss of blood made him pass out. He toppled off his horse, too. All four of the hombres were down now. Frank leaped to his feet and ran to each of them in turn, keeping the Winchester ready to fire again if he needed to. There was no need. Three of the men were dead, and the fourth, the one with the bullet-shattered shoulder, was out cold. Frank's deputy, the lean, buckskin-clad former prospector called Catamount Jack, came running along the street with his big old cap and ball pistol clutched in a gnarled hand. Frank, he called. You all right? Frank waved Catamount Jack over to him. I'm fine. Keep an eye on this one, he ordered with a nod toward the wounded outlaw. The others are done for, but he's still alive. Does somebody need to fetch Doc Garland? Jack's voice hardened as he added, or do we just let the son of a bitch bleed to death and save the trouble of a hanging? We're not letting anybody bleed to death. The crowd was starting to gather now that the shooting was over. Frank said to one of the men, Run get Dr. Garland to tend to that fellow. After the townie had hurried off toward the medical's office, Frank turned to one of the other men and told him, Might as well let Claude Langley know his services will be needed for the other three. Catamount Jack snorted. Never seen an undertaker yet who didn't come a-running any time there was a shooting. Frank made no reply to that. He was worried about what might have happened inside the Lucky Lizard office. Those masked varmints had run out of there like they'd been up to no good. Thomas Tip Woodford, the owner of the mine and the mayor of Buckskin, might have been in the office when the outlaws came storming in. So, too, Diana Woodford, Tip's beautiful blonde daughter, might have been there. Diana had taken a romantic interest in Frank when he first came to the settlement, despite the fact that he considered her to be about twenty years too young for him. He had been successful in deflecting her attention to Garrett Claiborne, the mining engineer who worked as the superintendent of the Crown Royal Mine, but Frank still considered Diana a good friend and was concerned about her and her father as he hurried toward the office. Tip emerged from the building before Frank got there. The beefy, florid-faced former prospector who had hit it rich with the lucky lizard had a hand pressed to his head. Blood seeped between his fingers. He was a little unsteady, and Diana was right beside him with an arm around him helping to support him. Frank felt a surge of relief when he saw that Diana seemed to be unharmed. "'What happened, Tip?' he asked as he came up to Woodford and Diana. Tip didn't answer the question. Instead, he asked, "'Did you get him? Did you get the thieving bastards, Frank?' "'I got him. Frank confirmed with a nod. "'Are you shot?' Tip shook his bleeding head and winced because the movement caused obvious pain. "'No, one of them walloped me with his gun when I didn't move fast enough to suit him.' "'I thought they were going to kill him,' Diana said in a voice that was drawn tight by strain and worry. "'Are they all dead, Marshal?' She sounded like she hoped they were." Diana had a bit of a bloodthirsty streak in her that came out every so often, Frank thought. Three are, and the other ones hit bad, he replied. Let me have a look at your head, Tip. Woodford moved his bloody hand away from his head. Frank saw the gash that had been opened up in Tip's graying, rust-colored hair. The injury was messy, but not too serious, Frank judged. Head wounds always bled a lot. 
We'd better go find Dr. Garland, Frank said. You're liable to need a few stitches. I'm all right, Tip insisted. No, you're not, Diana said, in a tone that brooked no argument. Come on, Pa. Frank fell in step beside them as they started down the street. What do those polecats want? he asked. The payroll for the Lucky Lizard came in on this morning stage, Tip explained. They knew about it somehow and figured to grab it before I could take it out to the mine and pay off the boys. Did they get it? Yeah. Didn't have no choice but to hand it over. They might have hurt Diana if I hadn't. She said, I told you, Pa, I wasn't scared. Well, I was scared enough for both of us, I reckon. Frank doubted that. Tip Woodford was a salty old-timer. If Diana hadn't been there when the outlaws burst in, likely he would have told them to go to hell. But no amount of money was worth his daughter's safety to Tip. Frank understood that feeling. He had a son of his own, although...